The World Prayer Center and the Praying Family Chapel presents 10 Days Fasting and Prayer Convocation Theme Divine Manifestation The date is July 3rd to July 16th, 2017 At the Porter City Mutual Pram Pram Road Morning and evening sessions All night at 10pm 7th and 14th July Host is Prophet Nana Seo Pukusakodie Some of you are caught All your courting is in a mystery Secrecy Nobody knows When you come to church Nobody knows about you You are talking And then nobody knows When we close You all walk in the crowd when you get to meet you, then you come together. When you see a church member coming, this one go here, this one go here fast. And then you are walking. And then, what are you hiding? And now, the message. I want you to know that successful and sweet marriage is not automatic. Hallelujah. Um, to have a marriage that is sweet and satisfying is not automatic. What did I say? It's not going to come automatic. It means I've married you and it's going to be so no. We have to work at it. Hallelujah. Every relationship must be worked at. So you are going to work at it to bring it to the place where you desire that it should be. And that is why I'm going to give you this point. I'm going to be practical as I can. And already you know that I, I, I'm a very practical preacher. Hallelujah. I don't know how to go it by. I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. But I can give you it. Uh, I can come to your level and give us practical. That is what God gave me. And you cannot give what you don't have. Hallelujah. So uh, what I'm going to talk is that when you meet people and then they have very good relationship. And then they are enjoying marriage. Those spouse, what have they um, done and has kept their marriage sweet and satisfying. And um, some of them I'm going to talk experientially, even though it might not be perfect, but some I'm going to talk from the Bible point of view. Hallelujah. It means that if the thing has not actually worked for you, it cannot work for somebody. Or you cannot force it on somebody. Make sure that whatever you are giving to people, it has to work for you. And one of the things that make me preach practical is that make sure the thing works for me first. If it has worked for me, then I can tell you that it will work for you. Hallelujah. So I don't really like to preach a theological message. I like to preach an experiential message. It's a message that you have experienced, you have practiced, and it's working. Hallelujah. The marriage institution is a very serious institution. And in case you are here, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's a different ballgame from what I'm talking about. Amen. And so I want to, what are the things that people do that has kept their marriage sweet and satisfying? Everybody says sweet, and everybody says satisfying. So how many of you want to have a sweet and a satisfying marriage? Very, very sweet. Hallelujah. Tension-free home, each free marital home. Uh, nobody's under pressure, nobody's thinking, nobody's making hmm hmm, and everything is fine. You are praying together, you are going to church together, you are raising children together. How awesome and how wonderful it is for children to grow in an environment that is peaceful and satisfying and very sweet. I mean, that is what it is, and it's not something you are going to work on. Even you see people, couples who are working together, and they've been married for 20 years, 30 years, uh, uh, what do we call it, uh, all over the years, it means that they've worked at it. Amen. They have differences. Uh, 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 it's amazing. Marriage is a very amazing thing. Somebody grew up in Upper West, and then somebody also grew up in, uh, let's say, uh, Jamestown. 
And then the one that grew up in Upper West meet the one in Jamestown, and they have to live together. They have eat different food, grew up in different environment. Parents raise them different way, and they have to come together. So there are so many things to work out. Hallelujah. Work out your differences. It probably you like food I don't like. You like to sleep on one side when I like to sleep on the other side. Amen. There are different things you like that I don't like. And that is where we work at it. So you don't go into it with so much expectation that eh, I expect him to do this and do that and do that. You know, all those expectations, you might not be able to meet it. Because the person grew up in a different environment. So I'm just giving you practically things that uh, successful people, people who have enjoyed sweet marriages do. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And then it works. Amen. So we take it out from there. Mm, mm, mm. The first point I want you to know that if you want to have a sweet and a very satisfying relationship uh, from the courtship and the, at the time you marry, you have to focus on each other. Focus on each other. Write it down. Hallelujah. Focus on each other. If you are not focusing on your partner, then you are focusing on yourself. Amen. Have you noticed this common thing? Anytime I travel to the West, they say, he's not making me happy. He's not satisfying me. He's not that. He's not that. Now, everybody look at me. Let me say this before we go. No selfish person can have a satisfying marriage. No. If you are selfish, you can never create a very happy matrimonial home. So, the first point is that you must focus on each other. It means that your priority is about the needs of your partner. And the priority is about the needs of the other partner. Now, watch this. Remember the book I quoted in the scripture. She said that uh, two cannot work except they be in agreement. That's in the book of Amos. Amos chapter 3 verse 3. He said two cannot work. Give me Amos chapter 3 verse 3. Two cannot work except they be in agreement. Everybody say agreement. Say it very loud. Say agreement. Can two work together except they be what? NIV version. Do, do two work together unless they have agreed to do so two of you must agree to do what? We must agree that I'm focusing on you and you are focusing on me. Amen. It means that you are my priority. I am looking at your, 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 your well-being. Your well-being is my priority. When you are worried, it worries me. And I want to find out why you are worried. And I want to do the best to provide the solution for it. So in order to have a sweet and a satisfying marriage, you cannot focus on yourself. Anytime it's me, 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 you bring tension into the home. He's not making me happy. He's not giving me money. He's not doing that. You are focusing on the other partner. Your well-being is my interest. Why are you quiet today? Is there anything I've done? And if the person says immediately, oh, I'm, I'm very sorry, honey. I, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to hurt you at all. I didn't even know you were hurt. And we're focusing. And somebody said, why are you quiet? Maybe I know you see what check And they said, no, no, no. Uh, then the person said, "What they did? Ah, I didn't get to me here, no. We didn't get to me here, no. And the train, we be hunting our own pekra. No, that's not what we are talking about. No. Somebody was sick and went to hospital. The person, the doctor injected the person and get abscess. Do you know abscess? How many nurses are here? Huh? How many nurses are here? Give me a wave. Don't be afraid. How do they inject people? Eh? This is the principle of injection. You divide the bombs into four. The first quarter year, if you cross that line, the person will have an abscess. I can be a lecturer in the nursing school, straight. <laughs> now, so they do it. Some have the way of doing it. Some, I used to have an auntie. When it's injected, you put the needle in his ear and pa, and the thing goes. 
Some also do it and pierce it. That is the one I hate seriously. Now, so the person injected the person, and the person has abscess. So you went to the doctor and say, Pane na wo me tuan wo osi she. Me wo kofo pane mumu wo na ma wo ma tuan wo. I inject people for them to die. If I have injected you and you have a swelling bottle, you should be thanking God for that. And you can bring that principle to marriage. Do you know what I do to people? Do you know what I even did to my former girlfriend before I came to marry you? No, that's not the issue. Focus on each other. Are you getting it? Huh? Number two, don't compare your spouse to your former relationship. Focus on each other. And once you are focusing on me, you can't compare me to either. Eh, I wish, eh, I wish, I wish. If I knew, I could have married my... Once when we are talking, my former girlfriend that I used to go out, she was a very quiet woman. You like talking. No. Don't look at me because some of you are doing it. You don't say it, but small thing that you refer it in your head. Focus on each other. Do you want to have a sweet and a satisfying marriage? Focus on each other. Let your first bedding be your bedding. And think about his well-being. Hallelujah. Are you with me? After you focus on each other. Hmm. That's one of the things I practiced when I was courting. Go places, go to different fancies and places together. Go there together. Go there together. Going places together. Is it a church service? Sometimes I go and say, girl, there's a program here. Let's go together. Somebody's doing something. That's not service. Go, go to places together. After you focus on each other, do what? Go there. Make sure that you go to places, parties, go together. Amen. Church, go together. Go to church together. Go to parties together. Go out together. Make sure that you go to places together. Learn to be compatible. And then make sure that wherever you go, you are together. Somebody say together. Say together. Huh? Do you know some of you are courting with guys? They will never go to the place with you. No. Go to places together. That is the place where you learn the patient of a woman must dress. The patient. It means that when you say we are all leaving 2 o'clock and you go and by 2 it's not ready, don't, don't flare up. Don't get angry. I said this thing, I don't know here, but one time when I was teaching my dad, I said that the problem this one will meet in is a matrimonial home. This one will meet the same thing. It depends on how they respond to it. I'll give you an example. I said it, and I'll say it again. Two people finish a wedding. This one finished a wedding with his fiancée. They'll go on a honeymoon. This one too went on a honeymoon. This one is in room 202. This one is in room 204. Honeymoon has started. When they got there, remember, go to places together. They remember that they have to go for a dinner. Somebody invited them, taking them out. So, the, I mean, the, the, the terms we have in our Oh, honey, I'm in the bathroom, please. I want my dress for me. So the woman took the husband's dress, a Kimbrin trousers, trying to iron it, put the iron on the Mazimon. You guess what happened? Put it on the, on, on the, on the trousers and, and melt and bend the trousers. And Randy, oh, honey, I don't know what I've done. I've bent your trousers. Let me see. Is it the white one? Oh, my God. 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 What is it? First marriage, you have been one trice. One day, one trice. Ten years, how many trousers will you bear? Did that marriage come and bend trice? And then he fled. 
I told you I didn't do intentionally. What intentionally? You, you should have tested the ayo with your body first before you put it on my trouser. This is my trouser. And you flare. You are angry. You have every right to be angry because he has careless and all that. Okay, this lady too was in honeymoon room 204. He took his husband's keeping trousers and put a hot iron on it. This one, husband get angry. When he talk, they couldn't go to the engagement. They couldn't go to the, what do you call it, the dinner. Everybody is angry. If they decide to go, they were all in the touch. Nobody's talking and they're angry because this one has said something. Where's her spirit? And sometimes, it depends on even the way you say it, talking on top of your voice. Remember, first day of courtship. This one took the husband's trousers, put it on an iron, hot one, keeping trousers and burn it. Oh, honey. Please, come and see. What is it? He said, I'll burn your tribes. He said, oh, let me see. I thank God my leg was not inside. <laughs> Once I have a leg, check the back inside. I have another black tribes. Iron it, I'm coming. This will be careful. Reduce the iron so that you don't burn it. I'm coming right now. There we go. Once my leg is not burned, I'll get a new tribe. The same problem, but different approaches of solving it. So it's not that when you marry, the problem you are going to face, others are not facing it. The others, they are facing it, but they are not focusing on the problem. They are focusing on you. You are more important to me than a burning trousers. So after you marry, your priorities must be right. Are you going to destroy your marriage because of a trousers? Sometimes I'll be driving, lady, have you come and say, no, no, the car, somebody has come to hit and scratch. I say, Gabriel, are you okay? Are you okay? I say, yes. I say, the car is scratched. I say, no, but you, are you okay? I say, yes. I say, don't worry, don't worry. Say, Should I come and pick you or something? You go, so I, huh? so I told you. I told you not to take that car. In fact, there was a day I was going, and then he was going. I said, don't, don't use that. Don't use the Range Rover. Don't use that. Just take another car. And he said, oh, man, the Range Rover. And then he took it. He called me. He said, somebody has come to hit the car. I said, wow. Are you, are you okay? Are you okay? He said, yes, I'm okay, but the car is spoiled. I said, no, no, you are okay. But then I said, well, I was, I was just sensing that something, have, something has to do with the range of But thank God you are okay. Don't worry, I'll call the mechanic to pick it up. Let me say, do I come and pick you? He said, no, but you are going to preach. I said, no, I can come and pick you. And uh, you have to do something to make sure she doesn't feel bad. Because he's more important than the car. <laughs> are you going to destroy your mother because of a car? No! You can't do it. You can't say, I told you. A particular one who I want a car. Aha. You see? You see? I saw a day inside of the When you go, I told you, don't use that car. You are going to take it down. Eat it. Eat the car. What is it? What is it? Now you burn the phone. Bram. You are not focusing on your problem. You are focusing on car. The same problem, but different way of solving it. Because you realize that after you flare up, you will regret that you did it. In fact, sometimes when he tells me, somebody, when I went, I saw that the car was just scratching the paint. You took a, a brake food, you scratch it, and you don't see it again. Sometimes, don't even react when you have not seen the problem. Do you want to have a sweet and satisfying marriage? These are the keys I'm giving to you now. These are the keys. Because some of you are caught in, and you are already talking on top of your voice. And you are banking phones on one another. What is it? I told you. Bam. They put it there. When you call, crank, 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 bam, then you cut him. Then after you are satisfied, then you try and call back. Eh? I told you that me, I don't like women that provoke me. No. Who are you that we shouldn't provoke you? The same problem. The same. 
This one has burned the trousers. This one has burned. The trousers are not going to come back on the one that fled. The trousers are not going to come back on the one that said that get into the bag. There are more trousers. Because that will not be the trousers you wear all your life. Most of the things you people will fight about, you realize that you may, you may not even need it tomorrow. Why should I get angry because of a car? We marry without a car. So it's not that the car is going to be an issue to divide us. And if you come from Africa, if you don't take care, you will love your car more than your wife. It is in Africa that people have cars that their wife cannot drive. Uh-huh. This is a sad story. It happened in America. Somebody called and he said that. She can't find his wife. So he called the police that I can't trace my wife. I can't get to her in a car. So the police, the police have described it. It's okay. And the police said, uh, can you tell us your wife? Just describe your wife. So, so it's my wife. Is he fair? So, um, um, sort of. Uh, is he, what is his height? And every, the one that literally says, well, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know. He's not short. He's not tall. I don't know. So they talk to the police. Say, what, what, so is he driving? He said, he's driving my car. What is your car? Okay. My car is a Toyota Land Cruiser. It's a blue color. And then the, the front there, the glass, you see that there's a little scratch on the glass. When you check the back, the back. And the police say, you can describe your car. You. You that is saying, wait, 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 wait. Some of you are like that. You would describe everything and such the person that you are going to live the rest of your life. You can't. As you learn to go to places together, a lot of things will come up. Will you flare up when you say you are leaving two and you go to two thirty has not finished dressing? Then he saw you say, hey, girl, boy, I'm coming. Give me five minutes. I'm coming. Huh? Five minutes. Five minutes. Please, your the, uh, taxi is standing there. When we finish, I'm taking the lead. The foundation is wrong. When the matter is going to get worse, make sure you control all your because you listen to me. In marriage, your spouse is going to do a lot of things that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn to control your emotions. You don't get a successful marriage by becoming very emotional. You don't it. Focus on your partner. Is that what I gave to you? Go to places together. Focus on the other one and go to places what? Together. Try and put your spouse need before your own. Try. Put her need or his or her need first. Did you hear what I said? Put his or her need first before your own. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Put anytime I travel, eh, I try and buy things for my wife more than myself. If I listen to Tommy, say, I like you to travel without me going. I say, why? He said, because when you travel, you buy things better than even when I travel with you. Because I just want to come home and buy and just for her to be happy that I've left her. Huh? Sometimes we rather travel together. Let's go to the mall. I'm going to swim like that. Can you imagine? I'm walking the supermarket in abroad, and I'm in the women's session. I'm in the underwear session, and I'm working there. One day, there's a lady serving Macy's. The way I was buying, she told me, "Say if I don't marry, I could have married you by force." <laughs> yeah, the man told me, "Why, the lady? You are getting there. 
Nothing interesting. Your, your spouse can buy everything, but you enjoy what you bought for her or what you bought for him. Practice that one. Let her needs be the priority, not your own. And do you know we can be very selfish? Do you know that? Try to put your spouse needs before your own. Did you write that one? Put a need before your own. I don't care me having nothing as long as she's having something. For instance, women love shopping. And I discovered after many years of marriage, they love shopping not because they want you to spend. So I just take them to the mall. They can walk, walk. Me, me, the reason I don't like going to the mall is that my aggressive face, I take it in anything. I'll buy it when I see it. So I wonder at all, I say, when you take me to the mall, you spend, you, you rather end up me spending more than you. Because you buy her things, he said, no. They will walk, 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 and go and come. They will do window shopping for three days to buy one item. <laughs> but they just enjoy you walking them around. And then you are moving them around. That is the way. When you see a woman doing that, she's just being herself. She's being a woman. The adjustment must come in. And say, let's go for a walk. You don't want to. Yeah, somebody told you. I hear all kinds of things. Now let me tell you something. The romantic ingredient is gradually dying in this generation marriage. And you have, you have limited the romance to when you are naked in one another. But that is not romance. That is sex. The foreplay is not working. When you walk with your fiancé and you are holding hands and you are walking, it's a form of romance. When he goes to work and come back and he says, girl, today don't cook, I'm going to cook for you. What do you like to eat? And then you, you are in the kitchen, you are wearing the cape and you are cutting onions and tomatoes. It's a kind of romance. It's a sign of care. I cook. I cook. I say, I cook. Is it early last, last year or last year? We traveled somewhere, I don't remember. I don't know where we were. Maybe America or somewhere. And they wake up. And then we went to some place. Eh? My wife never knew that I can do kenke. You know I can cook, but I didn't know that I can do kenke. So what I want, my daughter said, Daddy, I, I, today I feel like I want to eat kenke. I said, good. Then they were sleeping because sometimes I'm sleeping in some way. Uh, sometimes people are sleeping, I'm awake. When they are awake, I'm asleep. So some way, I'm <laughs> I'm somewhere. So sometimes, so we went there. Sometimes when we travel there, you see that they are adjusting the time. I, I, I can just get into it because man, once I sleep, I have to go. And, once I wake up, I have to go and pray. So my daughter said, I say, I wish I can eat kinky. And it's not possible where we have to get kinky. I call my pastor friend. I say, hey, buddy, can I get a condo? I say, pro for what? And I say, you just get it for me. So, well, we have some. Because my wife, my mother-in-law, any time is coming from Ghana, he brings us condo, cassava do. I said, you have some in the freezer. I said, oh, bring it to me. And then he brought it. He brought it to our apartment. And I, I put it there. I went to Walmart and I bought fish. And I cut them. And scratched the skin and cut it. And pull out the thing from the neck. Eh? And use the flour. Put it there. And fly there. And put it there. They were all sleeping. And I did the, I did the kenke. You know how to do kenke? You're looking at my face. You, know, you don't know. Not the men. There are a lot of women here don't know how to do kenke. So I told my friend, I said, where can I get the bra by? He said, bro, what do you need? Because if I said it, his wife is a cool, he will let me do it. But I want to do it for my family. So I said, I want the, 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 the brahabai. I don't know how to say it in English. The English name is a brahabai. Period. If you're watching me by, the, uh, by air, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the maze, the, the, uh, 
the house, whatever, whatever. I have buy it, that's all. We put it in the water. You take it one by one. It comes in a certain shape. And then you do, like the way you do the banku, the principle. But while before the banku done, then you put the raw uh, condo and mix it. And the raw one must be more than the one that is poor. And then you fret it. Then you take the kenke and then you do the kenke. When you finish it, you just take the kenke, you, you do it around, you put it on the kenke, you cover the rest, then you turn it, you squeeze one part, you push it there, then you cover it. No, that's how we do it. My mother taught me how to do it. I grew up learning how to cook. When I finish, you put some of the hash or whatever you call it under the tin. And then, because the water out of the kenketu is very good. And then you arrange, when you put a little water, it boils. And then you arrange the kenketu, you cover it with rubber. And so they wake up. And when, the moment my daughter wake up, I just say, mm, I smell something. I, I, I think that they are cook. Then they, 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 I fly fish, I fry, uh, what do we call it? Um, 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 what do we call this one? Um, not octopus, no. Octopus, I don't know how to do it. Shrimps. I fry shrimps. Huh? And then the fish, there's a small, small, small one. I know the Kita school boys that time. And I fry it. And I put them there. Grind pepper. We have shit thought that we put it there. So they wake up in the dining and they say, ah. So my wife said, who, who brought it? Say, so, so, so. I said, no, I did. They say, you did the kinky. And I say, not that you people don't believe me. When I was doing it there, I put the camera there to be videoing me. Because you people don't believe I put it on the stand. So they said, Daddy, let's see the video. They said, Hey, Daddy. And they were eating the kinky. When my, my, they ate the kinky. They said, Hey. Then my daughter wake up and said, Daddy, are you going to do kinky tomorrow? <laughs> they were so happy that you have cooked for them. My wife was sick. They said, Hey, Daddy, you can even do kinky more than. They said, me, me, I don't think I can do it the way you are doing it. Because not everybody, there are some food. It's not common for everybody to know how to cook it. It won't change anything. Just focusing on your family. Great man of God, but you are doing kenke. It won't change anything. It doesn't change anything. Now, there are two things you have done there. You have taught your children that when they wrote that, no matter how great they are, there's nothing wrong in cooking for their family. It doesn't add up to your title that I saw you. No. And every time you are cooking, no. So that they are doing food in the kitchen and I'm there. I say, what can I do? I have to wait, yes, anything, onion, and I cut it. Yeah, you cut, you put onion on the chopboard, and then you are cutting it. Pa, 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 pa. You cut tomatoes, you are helping, and you are there, and you are there. It is called romantic art when you go out together, you do things together, and you are there. It's not any time that you are going to fire, then you jump, kick, 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 pra, 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 boom, and then you are there. And then there's no romance, and you finish, you go there. And then you are there. You speak in tongues, it's tongues, and then it's fire, and then it's church, and then it's that, and your life has no rhema, it has no ingredient. You see me like that. If you come close in my environment, you'll be shocked. I do a lot of things. It doesn't change anything. It's leadership by example. It's very nice. Very, very nice. Hallelujah. Let the needs of your spouse be first. There is no way the Bible said that a woman should cook for a man. In fact, the best cookers are men in the world. Most of the self that you go to fight, companies and hotels, are they not men? Yeah. You are destroying your money because your wife must cook by force. It's romance. Cook. Once a while. No. No. Listen to me. I have never developed the attitude of go and set a dining table even though he does it. 
let the food be there. If you're hungry and you can't go and take some rice and stew, sit down and die of starvation. <laughs> you see, all those things you do, it's called tradition. And you make the word of God of none effect by the traditions of where you are coming from. Because you come from a home that your father says, I'm a dinner ready, and I'm going to set him on a member. No, I don't have a vegetable. No, I have a cook, 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 and a vegetable. And you also you feel like they have to. But sometimes all have is food. There are times my wife is sitting there watching TV. I go down and I'm taking rice and stew and I'm eating. They say, Ah, you want to take food? And then, and then you are eating. You say, It's good. And then you are just sitting there. You take a small uh, serving tray. You put your glass. You, take, you put your water in your drink. And you are sitting there. You are eating. You finish. You just go and put it back. It won't change your title. It won't reduce your anointing. It won't do anything. You are just living. You live at home and a house that turns free. Nobody is under pressure. My wife doesn't need to stay awake for me to go and preach and come back to heaven. It's a way to serve me. No. Okay, I'll go and say, I'll take care of myself. You don't need that. No. Take care of myself. No. There's a microwave food that I learned how to, uh, how to, how to cook it very soon. You put rice in a rice cooker. You don't need to go and search it. Just put it there. Huh? You cut tomatoes, cut onion, put it there, scone, chifaba, fro. And then when they're gone, you knock egg and put it inside. 30 minutes to one hour, it's ready. You just take the food and say that you eat it. You finish, you go back and enjoy life. It doesn't change anything. Nothing. Learn it from me. Learn it. It's very good. Focusing on one another, not leaving the house with a certain certain rules. Hey, next time somebody will be in the bar. They catch them when you bring the food. Make sure fork is here, knife is here, this thing is here. I don't like those kind of things. Remember, your wife asks you, which food is this? Eat it. Tradition. Tradition. Africa. Tradition. You make the word of God of none effect. Somebody's listening to me already angry. I'm telling you the truth. That is the truth. It will help you yourself because you don't need to spend tension in your matrimonial home. Not every time a woman wants to cook. Some of them go through complications in their menses. Some of them go through complications in the ovulation and all kinds of things. And when you see that it's not in the mood, just try to do everything for her for her to feel normal. There is nothing like marrying and your wife feel like you are a caring man. And the reason, the reason why God told you that I love your wife is that that he didn't tell you to love him back is that I told you the other day, as a woman like I computers, whatever you put in them, that is what they will give it back to you. When you point computer one plus one, to give you two because that's what is programming. So when you tell, when you start practicing that with a woman, he naturally gives it back to you. I have never told my wife to love him, but he loves me naturally because that is how I live. A, a woman will not be treacherous and disrespect to a man who has shown respect to her. No matter how stubborn that girl is. No matter how stubborn that girl is, that your servicing character will bury her stubbornness. Focus on your spouse. Focus on your spouse. And when your husband also starts doing that, don't take him for granted. Thank him. Thank him. Say things that will make you know that you appreciate it. Because sometimes, anytime you start taking somebody for granted, it's that the person has been there for you. And don't take it for granted. 
It was a penicuador who said that even after he used a dramatic expression to say, he said that if your husband gives you a qualitative sex, thank him. Say, honey, thank you very much. You are the champion of my house. Congratulations. Next time, do better than what you have done. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, no. So when I come to let's talk about sex, I'll talk about these things. Some of you are courting better than when you marry. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, they say we court better than when we marry in our generation. People are very respectful and romantic. Do you know why you are respectful? Because they have not married you yet. Yeah, no, so they are chopping. No, there's no need. There is no need. Listen, it doesn't pay off. There is no need to create tension in your house. Everything about your life will not work. You'll be confused. You, you will mix all the numbers. You will write people's name. You will write a woman's name in the place of a man. Somebody was failing exams in matrimonial tension. We replaced a right sex. Instead of writing male or female, wrote five times a week. <laughs> Think about it. You know, when we are failing for some of the right sex and the right male or female, wrote thrice a week. You put it there. Nonsense. You can be so confused about it. It, it. There's nothing like leaving a house that you are coming and you are in hurry to come and meet your spouse because of peace, because of stability. And this thing doesn't come automatic. That's what I'm teaching you. I cannot give you all, but I can give you major things you can stand on to work on the others. Communicate and spend time together. Write it down. Communicate and do what? Do you understand the word? Africa, we don't understand the word spend time together. Huh? No, we don't understand those things. No. Communicate and spend time together. Communicate. If you people are caught in every time you want to start talking, you are fighting, it's better you break the relationship. It, it's, it's not worth it. You must be able to sit and chat and laugh and communicate and spend time together. Hallelujah. When you come to Portis and you are fasting and you are here and you are courting, you should be able to sit under the summer hut and talk and spend time together. Here you can't fight because of the atmosphere. Huh? But get to some place that there's opportunity to fight. It was a man of God that said it. Somebody was watching a woman who has dressed some way and watching and the, husband, the wife slap her. Slap him. Wham! See, one day they say, what are you watching? What are you watching there? Say, ah. So he came to tell a friend that now when I'm watching the girls who are walking around, because my wife doesn't dress look good though. So when I see people dress good, I'm watching. Now he slaps me. So I've deduced a method. So when you see a woman dressed, you want to watch, hey, now again the dress that has come. Look at the way they have dressed. And the way you are dressed, whilst I'm complaining and I'm watching. Can I tell you this? Beauty is in a shop. Anything you see somebody wear that, you like it. Buy it for your wife. All the men say, Amen. Amen. I'm going to make that point again finally when I finish, but let me say it in the middle. Everybody is focusing on a certain vision, target, a destination. I am dreaming of one day sitting and living in Reggie Manuel, in Golden Gate, in a seven-bedroom house, with my swimming pool, basketball court, lawn tennis, my kids there, I'm dreaming of getting there. And that is your dream. There's nothing wrong. Work towards it. But don't wait to enjoy that destination. Enjoy the journey to that place. It means that whilst you are not there yet, the two-bedroom you are living in at Begbe is enjoy life with it. Because most of the things you are waiting to enjoy, you might never get there. 
Or even if you get there, there will not be time to enjoy. Don't wait and become so-called rich before you enjoy life. Enjoy life. If you can't go to moving pick to go and eat, go to I Love My Wife Hotel International. Find a place. If you can't eat in moving pick, go to chop bar. There are some chopsticks. There are some chop bars in Ghana that have advanced. There's one some friend took me at aviation. They do a lot of local food there. There's no kind of continental food. Huh? And Punch Marie, yeah, you used to even come to her. Very nice food. Just sit down. Spend time together. Communicate. One day buy food and sit down. And look at how fast your husband eats. The man you are going to marry. Look at the way he divides Benku into four. And by the time you turn and come like this, it's finished. So that you know what you are dealing with. Are you getting it? Look at the way a, a, a woman can eat until the cat there will start bouncing. Meow, meow. Now, these are all things you have to know. Nothing should take you by surprise. Spend time together. Hallelujah. Some of you are caught. All your courtship is in a mystery, secrecy. Nobody knows. When you come to church, nobody knows about you. You are talking, and then nobody knows. When we close, you all walk in the crowd. When you get to meet you, then you come together. When you see a church member coming, this one go here, this one go here fast. And then you are walking. And then, what are you hiding? There are people like that. Look at someone say, You are a suspect. I really suspect you. Listen. If a man meets you and says, I want to marry you, and he says, okay, after two, three months, I say, can I go introduce you to my daddy, spiritual father? No, 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 we are not there yet. Okay, when are we going to get there? When you get there, I will tell you. It's a very suspicious relationship. And you better begin to think twice. If a man loves you, he's ready to introduce you to anybody and it's ready for you to introduce you to anybody that he loves. At that time I met my wife. I told her I'll marry her. Two weeks after I said, let's go and greet Papa Reverend Pia Kofi. It was the first that he said, no, no, I can't go. It's over. Once he said, he can't go. Okay, when are you ready to go? When I told her, he said, no, he can't go today. I said, when? He said, give me two weeks. Later I said, why? He said, I'm shy of him. I said, no, let's go, I'm taking you. Then we went there. Follow me. I went there. I said, Papa, I've seen this lady. I want to marry her. And then I said, oh, okay. Oh, he said, I know her. She's sisters. You know, Papa, he told her. She said, yeah, yeah. Then he said, okay, praise God. Because sometimes when you introduce yourself to spiritual fathers, you start behaving very well. You are very careful. But when you are living in secrecy, you do all kinds of things because nobody knows. Because the introduction to other people put a certain check on both of you when you are walking around. Because this one knows that this is his boy's fiancée. This is know that this is this one's fiance. And it makes you people become careful. The way you are living in secrecy, nobody can tell what you are going to do tomorrow. That is when he disappoints you and everybody comes and he says that he, he defends himself that I didn't say I was going to marry him. Even though he said it. Keep on being secrets. Nicodemus relationship. Program once annual at least a week, seven days vacation with your wife. 
He has never gone one. Somebody say vacation. Now I am talking to you as if you have already married. Or something you need when you marry. It means I spend time together. And I'm gradually going to come back and get into the challenges of the time, of the things that will stop you. Let me tell you something. This generation, we don't have time for one another. Job has taken our time. Activities has taken our time. And the major thief is mobile phone. Chatting. Chatting. One day we were somewhere with my wife. And then he was on the phone. Administrative things and that. Quick, 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 quick. You know the way the text messages come there. What's up? Quick, quick, quick. While she was doing that, I was, I was asleep. I was, actually, I was not asleep, but I was lying down. And then, pay, pay, pay. then I woke up and said, pay, 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 pay. and then I took the phone, I pressed it. He went off and I threw it another bed. I said, sleep. <laughs> he looked at me and said, you know, pa. I said, you I pa. Sleep. And I told her, I said, listen, it's almost getting to midnight. The people you are chatting with, their time there where you are is about 8 o'clock. You are midnight. You will struggle to wake up tomorrow morning. Da. I took the phone. When he lied down, it was less than five minutes she was asleep. I said, when you come, and so pe, 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 pe. Have you, do you know that some of your mobile phone is still in your sleep? You come to church, you are asleep because you don't sleep at night. This mobile phone, it can steal your sleep. It can steal your romance. It can steal everything. When you are sleeping midnight, and now assassin. I see the president is going to give a speech. You are there. Can I say this? That will offend you. The fact that you are getting called does not mean you are under obligation to answer all of them. Better. It has introduced us to a fastest way of communication. It has put us in a global village. You can talk to somebody who's American as if he's standing outside the door. But it's a means of stealing a lot of things from people. Mobile phone can let you not have time for your spouses. I'm going to show you that. One of the things that affect a lot of marriages is that anytime you marry, make sure you all go to bed at the same time. Develop that, that practice. If it's 8 o'clock, go to bed at the same time. Don't let one go and after two hours, one come to join. Go at the same time. Develop the practice of going to bed at the same time. Change yourself to your pajamas. Change yourself to your nightgown. And lie down at the same time. At least make sure you lie down. Even if you are not feeling sleepy, make sure you are all lying down for one hour. If you want to sleep and you are not feeling sleepy, you wake up to go and do what you want to do. But go to bed at the same time. A lot of people are married. They are not enjoying the marriage. They are not. Marriage is not for wahala. It is God's institution for peace, for love, for, for, for unity, and for enjoyment. Two are better than one. What am I telling you? The things that make marriage what? Sweet and what? Satisfying. This one, I've already run the commentary. I'll still give it to you. We work together, for example. Help with the dishes and help with the kitchen. I already told you. So work together. Don't just sit every time and be watching football when your wife is cooking. Once a while, go to the kitchen and help. Amen. 
Now listen, marriage changes from one level to the other. And these are the steps I'm going to explain. When you are courting, the marriage is in a certain level. It's in a certain level. In that level of courtship, if it's a pure kind of Christian relationship that the Bible is expecting, you see here, you are all friends, but you are not seeing her nakedness and all that. You are not having sex. Compared to your own, that what do I now, by the grace of God, you are going to stop and start it where? Thank God for his word. But if you are going by the purity one, and you are kind of, once you enter into engagement, the relationship has changed. When you get after your wedding, the, the whole relationship has changed. Once you finish your wedding, <laughs> you cannot compare the thing to when you started courting and you are going to live together. Hello? Then you start living together. Hmm? In the experience of my marriage, I realized that the best time we have spent time together was at least the first one year of our marriage. There was no distraction. Do everything to be compatible at that time the best you can. Then my wife took seed and he became pregnant with an aquamy. Once pregnancy came, I read that relationship changed completely. The expectant of the baby brought all kinds of things. We have to move this. We have to find this. We started buying this. Our shopping changed. You realize that after the, your wife become pregnant, the focus of, oh, let's go and get a shirt for you. Let's go and get changed. Everything is that you are thinking how to get diapers, how to get this, how to get baby's coat, how to get that. And though the focus is now on the new visitor that is coming. Now, you also notice that once your wife becomes pregnant, the relationship changes. Her attitude is going to change completely. The woman you knew is going to change. The food you eat is going to change. Everything is, if you are not romantic, you are going to create a lot of tension. Your wife will birth your child with grief. Because you see that the girl you live with, that is a suddenly has changed. I will eat this. I want to eat this. I don't feel like this. Sometimes it comes vomiting tendency, spitting tendency, all kinds of things, different things. And then, so you must have a mental adjustment. Then it's coming, the changes. If you are that traditional man, then they question and say, no. Then you say, then you start. When my sister was pregnant, he was normal. Your sister is not your wife. If you wanted to marry, go and marry your sister. You can't even compare somebody's pregnancy to your wife. Different people, different nature, different background, different blood group, different uh, temperament, different things. And you say, hey, my sister. No, no, no. I'll give you an example. When my wife got pregnant, one day we would say, I'll eat shitolo. He has never said that. What is shitolo? He said, there is this Simon that they, they uh, Simon, and then he come with some banku. He said, sometimes we can pass it. We say, mm. before he go home, he said, that's nice thing. I want to go and eat it. <laughs> one day I drove to Labadi from Bawi. We were looking for shitolo. Is that what they call it? Simon and Yatotun. Then you call so Ufane Yani ne la badie and mammy call baby. Yes, I mean call baby in the musum pacasi you stay here in front of a shop. I'm a friend and then I, I walk, I want to buy the shitolo. I bought it. How many I bought for? Bought the tilapia, I bought the pepper, bringing it thinking. When we sat in the car, he said he's so hungry, that's okay. Then start eating in the car. She slept. <laughs> slept. Now you are saying, oh, oh, do you know what you are going to do? <laughs> no, 
No, the woman that suddenly leave it after one year, just change. It's not her fault. You impregnated her. You come with responsibility. Get the message of what I preach. I think I chip in a lot of things. If I'm not responsible, now what I'm telling you, there is a man here who doesn't understand because everybody get pregnant, they live different. And so that the reason we are not experiencing is that you are not even you are an absentee man. Because if you are the kind that wake up and go to work, your work has occupied you so much that your wife is the one carrying the stress alone. She slept. Tried to wake her up. The shitolo has come. And I'm tired. Slept. Went to the house. And then the shitolo was there. Me too. I'm not feeling to eat shitolo, so I'm not going to eat shitolo. She wake up 12 minutes, he says, you do milo for her. I want to do the milo. And I bring it. She drank it. If you don't take it, by the time you bring shitolo, after walking through at the chair and then come, then he slept. Hey. Now, I didn't shitolo, no. What is it? The next day, three days after, he said, the shit told her that we did, this time that she's going to, you must go and buy it. So are you sure? He said, let's, let's go. There's one at Hansonic, we should go there. We have to drive and when, go there. If it's to be low, she told her, you think I'm a shit contractor? When I took it to, when, when we went to Alabadi, what happened? No. It's not going to happen. Now, let me tell you this. This one is very dangerous. Let me tell you this. Listen to me. Don't let your wife get into the state of grief. When he's carrying your child. Am I talking to somebody here today? Yes. It means that the thing you are going, there are little, there are things that can make you offended. Offended. The relationship will change when they get pregnant. Well, after the child has come, now listen. When she was not pregnant, all her attention was you. Now another child has come. And the first child is very exciting. Now, the attention has been divided. She won't have time for you the way he has time. He has to give part to the children. Second child coming to change. Third child coming to change. Those of you who want to go to seven, think about it. <laughs> for it psychologically. At that time, we were one year, he married two years. We didn't have a fault to go and kill somebody. We, we were blessed. Just after the Nakwami was, was delivered, grandma came to be with us. And by the grace of God, he has lived with us up to this time. It's more than 15 years. Very peaceful and quiet. And just living. So he was helping a lot of things. We could travel and do the work for God because he was taking care of the children. Some of you, even your, your, your grandma, if he comes, is dangerous for the children. It's not every grandma. There are some grandmas that can come home and knock the marriage off completely. We're lucky to have a very spiritual, God-fearing grandma teaching the children the word of God and coming to church and we're blessed to have that. You don't have it, what do you do? You have to help. Am I making sense here today? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I just want to have a timetable. Learn when to end all kinds of calls unless it's an emergency one. Don't let mobile phone divide your marriage. Are you getting what I'm talking about? When you go to bed, put your phone on silence. And sleep. 
Don't let your mobile phone ringtone disturb your spouse. No, 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 no. Don't do that. I'm going to go to now the territory that you don't like. Don't put a passcode on your phone that your spouse doesn't know. If you are here and you are married and you are caught in, even if you are caught, when I was caught in, what have you had to hide? Because some of you have passed that even God cannot remember. God cannot remember. <laughs> what are you have to hide? And what are you hiding? Somebody told me his phone was ringing the man. He was in the bathroom with a crow phone on him. And the phone rang. The wife got to And fast and call me. What is it that from bathroom you are running? Covert things to come and pick your phone that your wife must not know. Listen to me. Interesting. Ask my daughter Vic. Sometimes when you call me, the number goes to my wife's phone. We use the same iCloud password. All the phones in our house. It is only messages that you can pick. But if you call me, the number you call will also reflect on his phone. Now, when I store your number on my phone, it will automatically go to his phone. Lack of purity and lies. Somebody store, uh, store his girlfriend's number on the phone. Driver. <laughs> if somebody is sitting by you and is very tense. So, some of you are taking the password, but you have a way of storing the numbers. Can I tell you this? The transparency is so strong, and we didn't start from now. My wife can pick my phone and answer everybody. Sometimes he read my text message and tell me. Sunday I was preaching, he said that your Jewish friends are called. They send you a message. And he read everything, he said, ba, 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 ba. He said, what is about your phone that your, 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 your wife cannot get into your phone? What is about your phone? No. We don't have anything to hide. Once you are hiding something from your spouse, you are on your way to a major temptation that will take you out of salvation. Or you are doing something that is heading you to imprisonment. What do I have to hide? It means that when you are sitting with your fiancé, you knock a call. You should maybe pick your phone and say, hello. Even though the person is expecting a female voice, a male talk, hello. And the person says, is that James phone? Yes, please, this is James phone. But who is holding the phone? Oh, okay. Um, we are somewhere, but he just stepped out to buy something. And but so who are you? Who are you? Um, oh, I'm just moving. I'm just going uh, with him. But can I know who is on the last so that I can tell him if he comes, he calls you back. I tell him to call me back. I'm this. Who is that? That is talking to your fiance like that. to answer everybody. That is why when you are caught, you must introduce your fiancé to everybody. Your boss. Your boss knows that this guy is called and I say, my wife was working in the bank. He introduced me to his boss at that time. He said, this is my fiancé. So, Prophet Nana, yes, I've heard about his name. If you call and they pick it up, they meant he said, Prophet Nana, oh, okay, please, hold on. Ivy, uh, he said, he just left his phone. He, he was in a computer and then he, he was doing something. We are in a meeting in a bank. He just left his phone. He said, your, your fiancé has called. And same piece. <laughs> One of the things that is 
making your relationship doesn't work is that there is a lot of suspicion in the whole relationship. We're sitting here, somebody, 12 years relationship was being broken because the guy was suspecting that the girl is getting closer to another guy in the office. If you are caught in with somebody, be careful how you get close. Let all your colleagues know. We were not married. My wife was working in a bank and our two pictures were in front of his desk. My picture and her picture. And the one we were taking together was there. Keeping predators out of the territory. Because let me tell you, most of the guys that you are joking around, they are, not, they, are, they are not ready to marry you. They just want to have sex with you. To add it to the number of the women they sleep with. But you see, because sin is pleasurable, they make it appear like you are in good time. If you take somebody, somebody take you to a restaurant and spend 20 CDs to buy you fried rice and chicken and some miserable uh, salad and then some non-treated well pure water and you drink, it doesn't mean that you are having a nice time. It can't go into your head. And then it comes, Jay, let's go for lunch. And then you are going there. And my husband doesn't take me to lunch. It is just 150 CDs of papaya. And it's nothing. It shouldn't go into your head. Tell the guys plainly, please, I am in a very serious relationship. I love my fiancée. I don't like the way you are playing with me. I want you to stay out of my life. And let everybody know you are firm on that matter. They will give you names and say, that's why he's not nice. I'd rather not be nice and keep my salvation. Don't go to end of year party and be drinking Guinness when your fiancé is not there. In the name of thinking you are a, 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 a show woman and your fiancé is anti-so and you are so, continue to be so. You arrive there. Don't, don't go there. If you go to any function in the a, in a office where people are not Christian, let them know you are a child of God. And stand by your convictions. I am not drinking any Guinness. If you don't have more tea, give me water. Eh, If I don't drink it, they will say I'm so weak. And so what? No. In the name of trying to fit in. And trying to be like them. Apostle Paul said, come out from among them. Don't be polluted. Think about it. Be fair. And let me tell you something. When you do that, eh, in the secret, they will talk about you and they will respect you. If you mess around, they will also gossip about you and they know you are a loose woman. If a guy is in the office and making some funny advances towards you, don't sit in his car for him to give you a lift. Don't. If somebody shows interest in you, when you have a fiancé, don't sit in his car. Stay as far as you can stay from him. Yeah. Stay. If somebody is in the church, he's not a Christian, he wants to marry you, and you know this guy is not a godly guy, and don't want to marry him, don't get close with him because you sleep with you. Be modest. I say be modest. And behave like a Christian lady. God-fearing sister. Be an island in the midst of the office. 
Make sure that nothing messes around you. Surround yourself with water. And build boundaries around your life. Because you are going somewhere. I may not work in this office all my life. I, dis- I refuse to destroy my testimony before I leave here. I am going to, I'm just here temporarily. And I'm walking out of this office one day. And I don't. When my wife was working in the bank, you know, one day you follow me to preach all over the world. Don't mess around. Because you don't care. You cannot tell where God is taking you. Marriage man, you have clothes from work. Don't hang with the ladies in the office. Be on your way home. Hi, thank you very much. God bless all of you. I'll see you. Oh, I've missed my wife. I'll see you. Bye-bye. You are jealous. You talk to them, one, two, three, they refer to your wife. Refer to them, one, two, three, refer to your wife. In the, and, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Secure your life. Amen. Amen. Living as if you don't have a wife. Living as if you don't have a husband. Hallelujah to Jesus. The hindrances and obstacles to a happy, satisfying, and sweet marriage. The headache. Do you know what is headache? What is headache? The challenges. The pressures of our time. The difficulties. If something is headache, what is it? What is it? Pressure, difficulty, the pressures of life, the job demands. If you don't take care, it is not advisable to bring the job into the house. You have left the house from morning. The moment you step home, you open computer. Is the company for your father? Even the CEO of the company is having time with his wife. In the name of the company, must tell you you are the best worker. You are destroying your matrimonial home. Let me tell you this. One day, I was in America preaching. And those of you watching me from the nations of the world, you need to make time. And I was praying for them. And the Lord said, some of the things you are, you are praying, the solution is not prayer. Listen. Some of the Western countries, somebody's wife is a nurse in the night. The husband works in the morning. The guy is coming home five o'clock and the woman is going to work. And the woman will come back around 4.30 or five o'clock and the guy is getting ready to go and the cycle continues. Daddy, how do we deal with that? I'm glad you asked. You see, most of them, it's not that they can't get another job. They claim that is a job that brings money. So, a lot of you, if you don't take care, you will sacrifice your marriage at the expense of I want more money. So, next time, I'm going to tell you how to make an adjustment. If you study and you see the tension and you notice that this is what is bringing the tension, make an adjustment immediately. I cry, it is bringing a lot of problems in our matrimonial home. The rest, eh, it is more for marriage people than for singles. So I don't want to go into details about it. But I think I've given you enough 
Stay out of it. It will guide your life. Protect yourself. Hallelujah. Build boundaries around your life. Amen. Spend time together with your, your fiancé. Talk together. Hallelujah. Talk together. Go to functions together. Come to church together. Pray together. Read the Bible together. Hallelujah to Jesus. And finally, after even you marry fresh, sometimes it will take you 10 years to know your spouse. Another point. Another point. Everybody can divorce. Everybody. There are 1.7 billion things you can see that you can stand on and say, I don't want to marry again. So what is the way out of divorce? Don't let it be in your equation. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.